Climbing Henge podcast. She's playing games again. That's going to be the topic of this podcast, and we're going to get into why we do not want to use that word games to describe what's going on in a relationship. We're going to first talk about why using certain words and labels can be very negative and dangerous to how you think about things. We're going to better describe a way to look at what's going on in a relationship, the back and forth between a man and a woman. We're going to give an example about the wolf spiders again and flirting behavior to demonstrate how mating and trust and vulnerabilities and all these things come about. And then we're going to go through some specific examples that men call women doing playing games. We're going to explain female behavior um, and why they do these certain things so you can have a greater understanding how, how to um, interact with them when they're doing these things so you, you can better understand. Okay, let's get into it. So the linguistic relativity hypothesis is a, a theory that was developed around language and how language affects people's thinking and perceptions and basically it says that how we talk about things determines our perception of them, our world view of them. So if I'm constantly referring to the things that I, my girlfriend or wife is doing and calling them games, in my mind, I'm going to think about it that way and I'm going to perceive what she's doing that way. And let's just look at the definition of a game. A game is, one definition is, uh, to manipulate a situation typically in a way that is unfair or unscrupulous. So if I'm thinking about, well, my girlfriend's playing games, and I use this definition of game that says, manipulate a situation typically in a way that is unfair or unscrupulous, I'm going to start thinking she's being unfair and she's unscrupulous, which means typically it's the things are not good. She's trying to harm me. Just, I want to direct you to a quote from David Data, one of my favorite authors, speakers, spiritual yogi. He's a master of the, of the feminine and masculine. What David Data says, quite humorous, if you want to have a more fair relationship, have a homosexual one, because then you'll be having a relationship with a member of the same sex. Um, in, in reality, you'll probably have a lot more aligned kind of thinking and behaviors. So it's more fair. Otherwise, don't use that word fair in a relationship. So we want to eliminate this word from our vocabulary with regards to relationships. Better to think about it is she's, she's feeling things out. She's trying to understand. Um, in a relationship that is a deep, real relationship, when I mean a real relationship, it's based upon a deep sense of trust and vulnerability. When you first meet somebody, even if you're feeling in love, you know, from a physical and kind of a desire and lust standpoint, 
Chances though, though, it's 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 an ongoing process, like to say ongoing process of interactions. Each interaction creates expectations about the future. If I'm behaving in ways that build trust, cog cognitive trust, I'm reliable and competent, effective trust, I demonstrate benevolence and consideration, I want what's best for you. And behaviorally, my behavior is uh, aligned and congruent with those things. You can start to trust me over time and you can open yourself up to being vulnerable to me. But if you're not, if, if your trust is low and you're scared of being vulnerable, chances are as a woman in a relationship with a man, she's going to play more games. That's right. So game playing is what I like to call evolutionary battle of the sexes, the mating game, survival, reproduction. That is what it is. Evolutionary forces. Eliminate this word game from your, your vocabulary when it comes to relationships. Let's talk about evolutionary forces and the wolf spider. Let's just go through the wolf spider mating um, and how it can work. Three scenarios. I'm going to go through a, a, a scenario with human beings flirting in a bar. So wolf spiders, uh, how they mate, female is much larger than the male. The male has to go into the female's wolf layer den. <laughs> and um, he has to go in there. And so when he goes in there, um, different things can happen, right? Scenario one, the first wolf spider enters the, the, the female's um, den and he approaches very aggressively and fast. Female is um, alerted to this and responds and kills him because she feels threatened, right? Second scenario, wolf, second wolf spider comes in a little slower. He's more cautious. He's, you know, he's cautious. He's not going to startle her, which is good. Then when he sees her, he becomes terrified and turns around and runs. What happens? Female chases him down, kills him. Her predatory instinct sets in. Boom, he's dead. Third scenario, so you can see what's going on here. Each of these wolf spiders is doing different things and based upon what they do, um, they can be successful with the female or not. Is the female playing games? I don't know if I'd call it playing games. She's going on her instincts, right? Instincts. Emotional instincts, hardwired, and this is what females do in relationships. Third scenario, the wolf spider comes in, he's cautious, he goes in nice and competently and confidently, he approaches the female, female comes towards him, he stands, he's confident, he doesn't run, she approaches very carefully, he has a dead fly which he gives to her, she starts eating the dead fly, and then he copulates and has sex and they mate. He is successful. Was he playing the game? Yes, the evolutionary forces game, right? He understood how to navigate the female's um, threat avoidance system, um, how to approach her in a way that she felt non-threatened, how to approach her with a fly, or she's grateful for that. He's understanding the nature of the female wolf spider and her instincts and behaviors. You must do the same thing as a man in a relationship with a woman, even a woman in a relationship with another woman, or two guys in a relationship. Let's 
put this into a, a bar scenario. There's a couple of women at the bar. Me and my friends walk in. And we, some eye contact is made, and she's one of the women that's kind of looking at us, you know, like inviting us over. I barge over there really fast, like, hey, how you doing? I'll buy you some drinks. And they're like, oh my God. Very aggressively, it's shocking, and they're going to be alerted, alarmed, and on guard. Remember, if somebody's on guard, what happens is the amygdala suppresses other functions of the brain, cognitive thinking, um, memories, emotional awareness. And so if somebody's on guard, it's much more hard to penetrate them with positive emotions and they're, they're alert for little things that you're doing that are gonna, might cause them to be more cautious. Anyways, in that scenario, unless I can overcome that somehow, I'm probably gonna get shot down. The girls are gonna be like, ah, this guy's like got a problem. Why is he rushing over like this? That's weird. Second scenario, some eye contact is made. Then I walk over, I'm standing next to them and I'm looking around at my feet. I'm kind of not looking at them and I'm like, hey, how you doing? And they're like, oh my God, like what is this guy's problem? He's weak, He's, he lacks confidence. They're not gonna kill me like the wolf spider. But they're going to be like, oh, okay, we'll talk to you later. It's over. Are they playing games? No, they're, they're feeling the situation out if they want to go to the next level, right? Becoming more open and vulnerable. Third scenario, I'm, me and my friends walk in the bar. We have some eye contact made. One of the girls is smiling and she's looking at me. So that's usually a positive invitation to approach. I go approach. I start engaging in some lighthearted banter and the conversation ensues. I'm witty, I'm intelligent, I say some funny things, they laugh, blah, 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 and we go from there. Um, in that situation, I still might get shot down and not achieve anything, um, but my chances are much better. So the same thing plays out in flirting situations as in the wolf spider. However, thankfully, when we go to the bar to flirt like that, we don't get killed for making mistakes. Now, you can say all these things are games, but they're not. They are, again, evolutionary forces and instincts which allow another person to perceive and feel something about you. If I'm talking to a girl and I'm not looking her in the eyes and I'm constantly looking down, she's gonna think something's wrong. He's, he lacks confidence or he's lying or he's deceptive. I maintain positive eye contact. I'm speaking, I'm talking, she's gonna feel more trusting in me. Is that a game? No. All right, so let's go through um, now the games that are being played. And first of all, I just wanna list off a few things about um, some dominant kind of female woman behaviors um, in terms of the things that trigger a lot of their behaviors. Um, number one, they are highly avoidant of conflict in terms of much more so than men. Conflict is dangerous. Conflict can get them hurt emotionally, physically. I often hear some guys say, well, that's not true. My, my woman is very aggressive and she comes at me and attacks me aggressively. She likes conflict. Not necessarily. Um, there are ways to avoid greater levels of conflict or becoming hurt and vulnerable. And one way some women learn is by being very aggressive. Because if they're very aggressive, it'll keep guys at bay and keep them back. It'll keep them in control. 
So that's really a control strategy that a woman's doing. It's not to escalate the conflict. Real, real conflict that's escalated is dangerous to a female. Physically, they're less, they're less you know, able to protect themselves versus a man. Um, and so they don't want to escalate conflicts with a man. It's very dangerous. Um, another thing is that females are much less likely to express themselves about how they feel. Why is that the case? Because A, um, people in general, especially men with women, are very bad at being present. When I say being present, I mean acknowledging, understanding, appreciating, making somebody feel heard, acknowledged, and appreciated for what they say. And really accepting it. That's hard to do. It takes work, especially if somebody's criticizing you or yelling at you or saying you're a bad person. So um, what women learn to do is not express themselves to men. They hold it inside and then when it builds, things start happening. Or they don't want to express themselves so they um, take actions which men call playing games. Another thing about of females in terms of their emotions, um, they tend to be much more experienced conflicting feelings and emotions. And this is why we talk about women, quote unquote, live in the moment. However, they f they're more likely than a man to feel um, and cycle in their emotions up and down and back and forth about things and about relationships. I'll give you an example. Um, you can see a woman might be talking about moving in together and then three or four weeks later it's gone. She's not talking about that anymore and if the guy brings it up, she avoids it. What's happened? Well, something in her emotional state has shifted and moved. Especially among women that are very scared of being vulnerable, what happens is as they get closer to you and become more trusting and become more vulnerable, they get more scared. And every time they get more scared, they do what? They retreat, they escape, they avoid. And men, for the most part, are not trained to handle that very well and coached to do, handle that very well. Women retreats, most men get upset, they chase them, they ask them all these questions. And that conditions the woman to feel what? Unsafe, because she says, God, if I get in with this guy, I'm gonna be trapped. I can't escape him, he's gonna go crazy. You're, when you do that, you're conditioning them to not become vulnerable. Anyways, all these things have to do with real primal emotional instincts that people have. All right, let's go through some more behaviors now that men call games. And let's just talk about what's really going on. Number one, I text her and she doesn't reply. Stop, she's playing games again. She was just texting me the other day. Well, guess what? Something's different now. Her emotional mood has shifted. She doesn't want to speak to you. If a woman is not texting you back, or a guy, they're, they're telling you they don't want to speak to you right now for whatever reason. You obviously want to go to a deeper level and understand why that is. Um, and so calling it a game is not going to help you at all. It's going to cheapen what's going on 
and it's going to decrease your understanding, your compassion, your empathy, and your cunning ability to move forward. Um, if I'm texting a girl and she's not replying, I, I stop and I think, okay, let me just stop for a while because if I keep texting her, it's going to aggravate her and she's going to say, he doesn't understand. He's, 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 not, he's tone deaf. He's not socially aware. That's not a positive thing. It means she, you're not, she's not being heard. But anyways, what I do is I stop texting and depending upon what is going on in the bigger situation, I then decide what I will do at a later time. Um, context determines everything. So whatever the overall context is of the relationship, how the woman behaves and why. Another one, she's delaying her text times to me for hours. I know she's doing it on purpose. Her phone's always by her. She's playing games. Again, if she's doing this, there's a few reasons. Number one, she wants more space. She doesn't want to communicate with you as much, so she's keeping up a buffer, which is her, de her delayed responses to you, so she can keep herself from being opened up and letting you in, because she knows if she opens up and texts you back more immediately, you're gonna barge through the door and, and text her and more and more, and she doesn't want that. That's what, it, that's what she's telling you. So she's telling you that, and, you know, a couple of things, maybe decrease your texting to her, understand what's going on in the situation to a higher degree. But that's what's going on. You can call it a game all you want. It's not going to help you. It's going to make it worse for you because you're cheapening what's happening here. Instead of saying, Look, she wants space for whatever reason. Maybe it's something I did. Maybe it's something going on with her. And if you say you love a woman, you want to understand this and help them to feel better about you. So don't cheapen it with the games. Say, this is what's happening. These are evolutionary forces at play. This is the wolf spiders. I have to figure this out. Another scenario, she's hot and cold, these cycles, she's playing games. I was just, last Tuesday, we met up, we went out, had drinks, we were kissing, and now she won't respond to my messages. What's going on here? I would guess, for the most part, depending upon, again, what the overall situation is, that she's not playing games. She might have met with you, enjoyed it, had fun, really been attracted to you, but she might feel really vulnerable. What happened was too much too soon, and she's pulling back. That's not a game. That's, that's her trying to survive. Remember, all these things are really survival mechanisms. It's the mating game. Um, so understand that. Hot and cold, generally speaking, um, is emotional states fluctuating back and forth. I'm feeling vulnerable, I retreat. I'm feeling more positive about him because he didn't um, violate my boundaries when I retreated, I come towards him. And then I come towards him, I start feeling more vulnerable, I retreat a little. That's the cycles and the waves. Totally natural, happens all the time. Calling that a game is not gonna help you. Um, she's avoiding conversations and doesn't want to talk. Well, that tells you something. She doesn't want to talk to you. About what? She doesn't want to become vulnerable. She doesn't want to open up. And if that's the case, um, obviously you don't want to force it unless it becomes to a point where you, you have to um, set the stage for something else. So, so for example, if I'm living with 
my wife and she's been closed off and not talking, being cold for two or three months. She's probably telling me <laughs> that she doesn't, she's not happy. And so what I have to do to her in that situation is acknowledge that and talk to her about that. You're, I can see you're not happy. I love you. I care for you. And if you're not happy, I would never want you to be in a relationship and marriage. Um, and I wouldn't ask of you to do that with me if, if you're not fulfilled and feeling good. And so I want you to be happy. And if what you need for that to happen is to be separated or, or whatever, I want to talk about it. Well, if that's what's going on, she will welcome that conversation. It's going to be a shock to her because most guys won't do it. But that's what's going on. Um, next one. She's purposely provoking me. She's instigating arguments. She's making sexual innuendos by other guys. Well, again, um, is she playing games? <laughs> she's doing something. If she's making sexual windows about other guys, um, it's usually not a good sign. Usually that's a sign of emasculation whereby you're behaving and doing something that they don't respect you and they think your behavior is disgusting and they want to punish you more. Um, so anyways, you have to know how to deal with that in effective ways. And um, complaining about it is not going to be an effective way because then you're just whining and crying that's not going to get your respect. There's other ways to handle this, um, by the way. Um, she's accusing me of lying and cheating, and I haven't done anything. What's she doing? Well, this is a more perverse form of, of behavior, more dangerous. It's typically, um, you see this in um, people with borderline personality disorder, where they accuse the other person of doing things that they're not doing, and it is a very, obviously malignant, dangerous form and way of thinking and behaving. And usually, if this is the case, this person probably needs much deeper therapy, behavioral cognition therapy, um, professional work to help them. Because it's very difficult to condition somebody. Um, typically, women with borderline personality disorder have huge fears about becoming vulnerable. They have huge fears that something or relationship can just never work out. And the fears are very extreme and are not founded in reality. And so they go in cycles typically. They get close and then they go crazy and pull away and call you out, accuse you of all kinds of things or they disappear and they go in cycles. And, and unless you handle their behavior in really specific ways, you don't have a chance and even if you handle them in the best ways I still might not have a chance if, if their, their, uh, their mental health maladaptive condition is so severe. That situation I usually tell guys she needs real therapy what you're doing in a relationship with her is very 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 um, unhealthy and chances your chances of success are very limited there there are I've had some guys be successful with women that behave like this they were very very good in terms of their behavior and the woman they, they had signs of borderline personality disorder wasn't as severe as others okay so you can see in all these things that females are doing in relationships with men you know not replying to text messages delaying messages disappearing 
avoiding conversations, accusing you of things, instigating arguments. They're all done uh, in, in, in very indirect forms of communication. And we talked about women are in their communication are much more indirect than men. Men are much more direct. Women are much, much more reluctant to express themselves. So if they don't, if they're feeling unable to express themselves because men don't listen or all societal issues and whatnot, they're going to express themselves in indirect ways. That's what they do. And so complaining about it, calling it games will get you nowhere. Having mastery and control of yourself and how you respond to what they do, like the wolf spider, like flirting in the bar will get you success. Not easy. It's hard. But if you practice and condition yourself for these different situations and you have an understanding of why this person is behaving the way they do, and you talk about this person that you claim you love in a loving, compassionate, empathetic way, it's going to make you much more able to deal with what she's bringing you, her storms, in a positive way, which will lead to a loving relationship with a deep, deep sense of trust, emotional safety, attraction, desire. And that's what we want. Our mission here is to reunite people in love, in loving relationships with deep foundations of trust, emotional safety, respect, attraction, desire. Of course, we want our female partners to feel special, safe, happy desired and we want them to feel about you that you are a kind considerate man that is purpose driven stands on principles some principles you won't just be corrupted to be with them if you are they won't trust you all right so no more games we eliminate this from our vocabulary we talk about it evolutionary forces at play this is human behavior, whatever you want to call it, and we move forward. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Climbing Hinge Podcast.